If you're a Christian in America, I think one of the things that we should be least proud of as Christians in America is one of our biggest exports, and that is prosperity theology. A prosperity theology basically teaches that God wants you to be financially wealthy. He wants you to be prosperous financially, and that is the gauge of success in this life is how much wealth you have. And not just that, prosperity theology also more egregiously seems to say that God will give you more as you give him more. So you need to sow into his kingdom and then he's going to give something to you as if he's in debt to you, as if he's obligated to owe you something because of what you have given to him. Essentially, this form of teaching holds that God is is basically in debt to you because of what you have given him financially, to which I would say, I really don't think that it is wise to relate to God on the basis of what we are owed. Because if anything, we don't deserve any form of blessing from God, considering all that we have done or failed to do for him. Now, it is certain that the Bible teaches us to value generosity. And even Jesus, in the Gospel of Luke, he said, give and it will be given to you. But to extrapolate from that, that God desires you to be rich or that he owes you something is, I think, absurd. And not only is it absurd, but it misses the the context of Jesus's teaching, and it fails to take into account what we would refer to as the whole counsel of God, the whole of the teaching of God's word as it relates to wealth and finances. And it is incredibly dangerous for us to just grab one sentence out of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and then to carry that out and say, God wants you to be wealthy and he wants you to be financially prosperous and he is going to owe you something because of something that you give to him that misses the context and it it misses the whole counsel of God. And when we start to really take into consideration the whole counsel of God, we come to passages like what we have here in 1 Timothy chapter Six that has a lot to say about wealth and riches. Specifically, Paul says godliness with contentment is great gain. The Bible values contentment. God desires us to come to a place, just as Paul described in his letter to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 4, I've learned in every state, whether I'm abounding or am abased, that I would be content. So therewith be content. And contentment is a challenging thing, especially for us living here in the 21st century in the United States of America. I have a difficult time with contentment because I'm constantly, you're constantly bombarded with advertising, even on videos like this on YouTube, we're bombarded with advertising and we see these things that are available to us or that other people have and we're sucked into desiring those things. And we can be in danger of falling into a love of money. And Paul says that the love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. Those that love money are in danger of the snares of greed and covetousness. Therefore, Paul closes his letter to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, at the end of the passage in verse 17, and he says, Command those who are rich in this present world, this present age, not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them, those who are rich in this present age, do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, 
storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold of eternal life. Relatively speaking, we Americans in the 21st century are those who are rich in this present age, just as Paul was addressing those people in Ephesus 2,000 years ago. And we may certainly be guilty of being haughty as a result of all the wealth that we have, and we absolutely could find ourselves in danger of trusting in uncertain riches. You can see that most evidently when we have a recession or the stock market drops in a huge way. If we get anxious and freaked out because of the ups and downs of the market, then it might indicate that we're trusting in uncertain riches over the living God. We have made mammon, which Jesus spoke about in the Sermon on the Mount. We have made wealth an idol. And as Jesus rightly said, you cannot serve two masters for you will love one and hate the other. And, and we have to be very careful that we don't fall into a place where we are trusting in uncertain riches, but in the living God. And that will be evidenced by what we do. Our values will be revealed in what we're doing. That we are, as he says, doing good. That we are rich in good works, that we are ready to give, that we are willing to share. Recognizing that our greatest treasures ought not to be stored in this temporal and failing world that is passing away, but in the bank of eternal securities with God in eternity. Some important things for us to think about this morning as you're enjoying your coffee. We'll see you next time.